0: Welcome to the HCC podcast. Our mission here at Heritage is to nurture love for God, love for self, and love for each other. I hope and pray that the message you're about to hear does that for you. And remember, you're always welcome here at Heritage Community Church. Lord God, bless this message and anoint it in a way that, God, it doesn't come from me, but it comes from you. Lord, speak it through your servant so that somebody in here may hear the the transformation power of your word and that they can leave this place different than the way that they came in. God, I'm asking you to be here. Inhabit this place. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and go there. There are two subjects in the Bible that the Lord felt so important that he... Uh, used up an entire chapter to talk about it. Hebrews chapter eleven is one of them, and if you don't know that chapter, go back and read it because it's an amazing, amazing chapter of something that we need to live our life by. But first Corinthians thirteen is the other one, and it's a chapter that talks about love and the love of God to love like you've never been hurt. and my burden today is to bless homes and to bless relationships. And I'm praying that the Lord would help me do that. You know, because the reality is that you can't love like Christ has asked us to love if we are living hurt. We can't love the way that God has asked us to love if we're living with unhealed wounds inside of our soul. And so this this chapter, it's almost like poetry, and I love the words, but verse 8 sticks out to me so much. And we're going to get there, and you're going to see it, and it's going to be awesome. But 1 Corinthians, here's what it says. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love... I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can't understand the, the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may uh, boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. What's it say? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects and always trusts and always hopes and always perseveres. And say this with me. It says love never fails. Love never fails. I love that. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. I love that. It goes on to say, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall completely know. And now these three things remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You know, I like to read quotes, and it's interesting to me how people and how quotes become a part of our culture. Some of these uh, quotes and statements that are made make their way into our everyday life like this right here. It's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Knowledge is power is another one. There's another quote that I love, and it comes from a man you may have heard of. Maybe you haven't. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1982, Leroy Satchel Page, And the amazing thing about him is that he was the first African-American pitcher to ever go. And he pitched until he was 60 years old. Can you imagine somebody today pitching till they're 60 years old? Their, their hips going to dislocate or do something. 60 years old, he pitched And there's this amazing story that I love about him. And and it is written that there was this team that came to just humiliate him. And they wanted to take their four best batters and stack them one, two, three, and four. And they brought them up to the plate. And they were throwing insults at him, racial slurs, you call it. They were making him mad. And Satchel Paige was sitting there like, I'm not going to let this bother me. So he stood on that mound, and here's what he did. I love this story. He looks at all the people under the infield. He said, Y'all just have a seat. He looked out to the outfield and he screamed out to the outfield, Y'all go on in. I don't need you. And he sat on that mound and he pitched strikeout number one, strikeout number two strikeout number three and here's what he did he sat up there and was not going to allow the face of opposition come against him but rather he said you can say what you want to say but I'm not going to let it bother me and so Satchel Page went on to be one of the greatest pitchers ever he had um, he had uh, these Um, incredible pitches some known as the b-ball or the bat dodger one was called the long tom or my favorite the hesitation pitch where he would have this weird wind up and he would hesitate and he would stay there for long periods of time got to the batter off balance and he'd pitch it strike three and they're done the hesitation pitch it was awesome at 60 years old he was still pitching He was given credit for quotes like, work like you don't need money. He was given credit for quotes like, dance like nobody's watching. Come on, have you ever danced like nobody's watching? I see nine of us. And I know there's more, come on. When he went through one of the darkest seasons of his life, standing on the field and racial slurs being tossed at him and, and just being called hypocrite and being called names and you name it a reporter once asked him how do you stay calm in the midst of all of this pressure he looked at him and he said because sir you gotta love like you've never been hurt what a powerful statement that is You've got to love like you've never been hurt. You see, sooner or later, somebody under the sound of my voice is going to suffer hurt. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be let down. You're going to be talked about. You're going to have conflict. And with probably somebody that you love. Someone you know might make a wrong choice and it burns you up inside. You're going to be stabbed in the back. And while I said that, for some of you, somebody's face has already come up and you're thinking of somebody right now that it has happened to or that somebody has done that to you. I'm telling you, opposition will come. It says that in his word. Trouble will come. Conflict will come. There's this quote. That says this, that if you see a dog on the side of the road that's hurt, that's hungry, mangy, that's nasty, that's dying, and you give that dog food, you take it home and groom it and nurture it back to health, that dog will never bite you. But this person went on to say therein lies the major difference between a human being and a dog because many times the people that you've loved the most will hurt you the deepest. The deepest. And what a sad world we live in when people have to deal with hurt but that's the reality of the world that we live in. You see Jesus had a quote Matthew chapter 17 he said but so that we may not cause offense that's what he said because our job is to not cause somebody else to hurt our job is to not cause somebody else pain our job is so that we may not cause offense You see, it's going to happen. You're going to be hurt. You're going to get in conflict. And and it's usually somebody that you love greatly. And at that point, anybody can get along with somebody as long as there's no conflict. As long as you have the same viewpoint, the same lifestyle, everything's good. But what do you do when there's conflict and you don't agree? You've got to love like you've never been hurt. And you've got to find yourself loving somebody even in the middle of their self-destruction. You see, here's the thing about it. The truth is some people wake up every morning and the first thing they do is brush their teeth and sharpen their tongue. But what we need to do every time we wake up, we should be wake up with that attitude of I'm going to soften my spirit and I'm going to soften my soul and I'm going to soften my heart and I'm going to show love to somebody else because I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what they're going through. And sometimes people hurt because they don't know what true love looks like. Sometimes people hurt because there's unresolved hurt inside of them and the old saying is hurt people hurt people. You see, not everybody that hurts you is out to get you. Some, sometimes they just need somebody to love them past their pain and past what they're going through. You see, I'm just laying the structure for where I want to go today. I thought about Joseph. And I love the picture when he's standing and his brothers are brought in and he's got the keys to the kingdom and and all the corn in the world. He's got the keys to the barn and everybody is hungry and his brothers come who knew what they did. They knew they threw him in a pit. They knew they sold him. The baker's there who didn't remember him. The wife is there who accused him. And in that moment, Joseph had the power. He had to make a choice. He said, I can get back at them and I can use the weight of my power and position that I have. I can exact revenge on them right now. But Joseph made a decision that day. He said, I'm not going to act out in hate. I'm not going to act out in revenge, but rather I'm going to love like I've never been hurt. And he invited them in when really and truly they probably had reason to suffer. But they didn't because that's not what God wanted him to do. And see we miss a valuable part of that story because not only does Joseph love his brothers after they hurt him. But we've got to remember that the brothers also embraced him after they knew what they had done. So not only do you have to love like you've never been hurt, but you've also got to love again when you're the one that hurt. You've got to be able to forgive yourself on what you did. You've got to forgive yourself for everything that went on, and you've got to love people Regardless of what your past says. Because look, child of God, if you know Jesus Christ, you are not the same person that you used to be. Joseph stood up there and said, I am not the same guy. I will not harbor anger. I will not harbor angst. But rather, I'm going to invite them in and love them like I've never been hurt before. And because Joseph did that, he saved a, a generation of people. Because he chose To love. You see, sometimes you got to love like you've never been hurt. Moses wanted to set people free, but he failed miserably and he ends up 40 years into the desert, four decades to think about how he was treated. And he comes to this burning bush and, 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 and the voice says, Go back to the same people and set them free. And Moses could have said, No, you don't know what they did to me but instead he says, God, I hear you. You tell me what you want me to do. And he went. David had a dad who didn't believe in him. He had brothers who mocked him. He had a wife who put him down, mocked his worship. He had a son who broke his heart. His wife's dad tried to kill him. I'm saying to you that at some point you've got to make up your mind that I'm not going to exact revenge on somebody else, but rather I'm going to love like I've never been hurt. Jesus... Was beaten, was wounded, was bruised And he lifts up his voice Now watch what he didn't do He didn't wait on us to ask for forgiveness He didn't hang on that cross and say Hey I'm waiting for you to say I'm sorry You see too many times we don't give forgiveness Because we feel like we're owed something And what we have to understand is whether or not you think you're owed something or not, your job is to not to to say I'm waiting on you, but your job is to say I forgive you anyway. And that's what Jesus did hanging up on that cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Why? Because forgiveness is not an emotion. It's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. You've got to love them like you've never been hurt. He said these nails and these stripes and this pain in my body, I'm going to love those people who did this to me like I've never been hurt. You see, I want to tell you a story about what happened to me in Oklahoma. My wife and I were just at home, and I get this call, a call from a friend from Cartersville, Georgia. 9.30 in the morning I get this message to call him back the executive pastor there at a church and he tells me about a member of their church his dad who had raised five girls bless his heart I have a hard enough time doing one he had five but one of them had been living out on the west coast and was making her rounds from state to state and she had been just so she decided that she wasn't going to do anything that her dad asked her to. She was going to go and live her own life. She was going to go do what she wanted to do. But let me tell you something that child one day picked up a phone and said, Dad, I'm ready to come home. Now, what could that dad have done? Well, you've been living all these years away from me. You made your choice. I'm sorry but you gotta live that way no but here's what he said he said let me find you a way baby because I want you to come home I'm ready for you to come home I've been praying and crying and staying up late at night because I've been wondering where you've been and I'm just waiting on you to come home so he calls me and he said pastor He said I've got this lady She's in Oklahoma City right now She needs some help I'm coming tomorrow morning to pick her up Can you do something My wife and I and my in-laws and the kids We hopped in our car We went and we took her out to eat We paid for her a room to stay And the next morning her dad took her home And she's home today serving God Why not because of something I've done But because somebody chose to love Like they've never been hurt You see, I could tell you story after story after story. Romans chapter 5 says, You see, it just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. You see, there's not a single person alive today that Christ didn't die for. They could be serving for Him, or they may be as far away from Christ as they can be. Christ still loves them. And if He loves them, so should we. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still in sin, Christ died for us. You see, sometimes we don't help people like we should because we forgot where we came from. And if we can look back in the past and realize how far God's brought me, maybe I want to help somebody else now because if God did it for me, then God can do it for somebody else because we've got to realize that we have to love people like we've never been hurt. God, who's rich in mercy and one who knows the truth about you, took the first step to reconcile, and now he says, I want you to reconcile as well. You see if you look up this word nitroglycerin you guys know what that is You put it in this bomb and it makes things explode and you put it in a heart in a pill and it heals hearts The same thing can bring about destruction and can bring about healing. Do you realize that your words are the same way? That our tongue can operate the same way? That in one way we can cause destruction in somebody's life, but the exact same thing can cause healing in the life of somebody else if we love like we've never been hurt. You see, one of the greatest trials that I ever had to face I just graduated college wife and I bought a house Aiden was born I taught math at a school coached year round a busy schedule, baseball there was a meeting at the board of education one day that I was running late for and it was completely my fault and I didn't handle things the way that I should have And because of that, it caused a quarrel inside the room. And I got called out of this room. And and this lady asked me, she said, hey, you buzzed right by this desk. And you didn't sign in. You didn't do your thing. I said, I'm sorry. I was just trying to get here. I was late. I was in a bad mood. And so what happened was, one thing led to another, which led to another, which led to another. To one point, I lost my job over it and I'm sitting here now at my home mom and dad are there at the house my wife I'm crying my eyes out because I don't know what to do I'm married I have a house I have a mortgage to pay I have a child now that we have no source of income because my wife was in her last year of school and I don't know what to do tried to get jobs at the school and nobody would hire me and I got mad at God and I got mad at them and I said how dare they do something like that to me and in the deepest part of my heart there was a part of me that possibly wanted to to get back at them for what they did but I knew it wasn't the right thing because the problem was me and so I knew God had called me into ministry I knew what he wanted me to do but I wasn't running from it I just hadn't had that door of opportunity open for me quite yet but now was that time so here's what I did I decided to put in resumes all across the southeastern United States You name the state, I probably had one there. Nothing opened up, not a single thing. I knew there were churches open, but nothing opened up for me and I began to question God again, why? And he said, because you haven't forgiven. Because you're still living hurt. And I can't use you if there's still hurt inside your heart. And so I began to go through this season of God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, God, I forgive them, I forgive them. And let me tell you something, it wasn't until I began to love again, like I've never been hurt, before God opened up the door for me. You see, sometimes we come into this halt of God's plan in our life, and we're wondering where God is and what he's doing and why I don't see the promise like I know that I should. Maybe it's because there's uh, an unhealed heart that God's waiting on you to resolve before that door opens up. And I had to do that. I said, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And God, forgive them. And God, I'm sorry. And I hope that you bless them. And I do that. Even, but let me tell you something I didn't handle it the right way. And I held and harbored angst in my heart. But it wasn't until I learned to love again. And that's what Jesus did. He loved past his own pain. He loved past our pain to see, to see the good that could happen in my life. And today I can tell you that my testimony is I'm right where God wants me to be. I have a beautiful home and kids. I pastor the greatest church in the world. Come on now. But it's all because we had to learn to love like we've never been heard you know this question was asked into the Bible how many times should I forgive the religious leaders taught three and someone came up with seven and then Jesus said no not seven 77 what's his point open up your heart for forgiveness and open up your heart for love Because let me tell you something. If there's anybody here that deserves grace, it was you. And if I gave you grace, then you can give it to somebody else. You see, we've got to learn to love like we've never been hurt before. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Point number one. All that was my intro. Praise the Lord. We're going to be here an hour. I'm joking. Point number one that I want you to see about to love like you've never been hurt is you have to be open to it. You've got to open up your heart to forgive. The first step to reconciliation, to speaking to that aunt or to the brother or sister or grandparent or mom or dad or that boss or whoever it was that made you upset is you have to be open to forgiveness. You have to be open to allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you and you have to be open for him to show you what you're doing wrong. You have to be open to saying, God, do open heart surgery on me and open up me wide so that you can show me every single thing in me that isn't approved by you and let me get that right so that I can forgive somebody else. Because let me tell you something, it's hard to forgive others until you learn to forgive yourself. And I had to forgive myself for putting my wife through that pain. I had to forgive myself for a child who didn't know what was going on. And I had to forgive myself for being the man of the house and not making the right choice. And I had to forgive me. And when I forgave myself, I was able to forgive others. You have to be open to forgiveness. You see, everyone won't like you. I'd I'd like to think that I'm a pretty likable guy. But not everybody likes me. And I can tell you right now, there's people that don't like me, I can name them. But do you know why I keep pouring out to them and opening up? Because they're a soul and they're people just like me who deserve the grace of God just like I did. And I don't have a right to hold anything against them because God, Lord knows what he brought me from. And Lord knows the life that he brought me from. And if God can give me grace, he can give anybody grace. Secondly, you have to understand that in order for reconciliation to take place, to love like you've never been hurt, is that God allowed all of this stuff to happen so that we could have a happy ending. You see, because sometimes God allows things in your life so that he can bring about a happy ending to you. Because again, today, I am in the middle of his will because of what what I went through and because I learned from those lessons because I took my thoughts captive and I decided to love again. And instead of demanding why and all these reasons that I could count up, do you know that forgiveness is not about keeping score, but it's about losing count? that's what forgiveness is and I had every opportunity to keep score in my head well they did this and they did this and they did this and they did this and that far outnumbers me so I should be good but forgiveness isn't about keeping score it's about losing count it's about forgiving somebody anyway so give them a second chance give them three four five and six because there's a greater tomorrow even in the middle of your pain if we'll open up and forgive Luke chapter 6 says give and it will be given to you a good measure press down shake it together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you forgive love like you've never been hurt and lastly this last point that I want to make and we're going to spend some time here is I've heard my whole life that there's one sin that cannot be forgiven And it's he blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And yes, that's true. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, is the unforgivable sin. But there's another one in Matthew chapter 6 where he says, But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. You see, in order for me to walk clean and pure, then there's a job that I have to do. I have to forgive others too. You see, if you don't forgive those who have done you wrong, you're your you're God in heaven won't forgive you. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your home in this season. I'm not here to play games today. Amen. We've got souls at stake. We've got people who are hurt and have run away from God and have run away from church. And maybe it's a simple phone call back to say, hey, I love you. I forgive you. Come back home. I want you to come back home right now. It's that type of relationship that maybe somebody needs to come back home again. You see, I want to tell a story. It's really emotional to me and I know my mom and dad are here today but I had a brother who was running away from God. Everything you could think he was running away from the call of God on his life. I stayed up late at nights. almost didn't move to Oklahoma because I feared what Jared may do. I was frustrated and I was upset because I saw mom and dad hurt and the pain that they went through. And they could have very easily just said, you know what, make your own choices, do what you want. But I saw two people love like they've never been hurt. I saw two people love like they've never been hurt. And let me tell you something. Jared has a calling on his life. And today he's married with a child and has a job. And is pouring into the life of teens every single day. Fulfilling the call of God on his life. Why? Because we had people who loved when they had reason not to. But love like they've never been hurt. That's what the love of God can do for somebody. Is when somebody is at their wits end, don't know what to do have made every mistake known to mankind, all they need is somebody to open their arms up and say, let me love you again. Amen. And did you know that Jesus is doing that for you right now? There's people inside this room that you may feel like you've upset God. You may feel like you've done too much for, for God to use you again. And let me tell you something, church. Church. He'll love you again if you'll just open up your arms. If you'll say one more time, God, forgive me. Forgive me, and I promise you he'll open up his arms too, and he'll meet you right where you are. You see, this message today is that love never fails. fails. You see, you can't lead the way God wants you to lead or can't be the husband or wife God wants you to be. You can't be the friend you should be unless we learn to love again. It's a simple message. It's a simple message, but watch this. When you do what's right, you can be at peace with the fact that everybody's not at peace with you. Did you hear me? When you do what is right, you can be at peace with the fact that everybody's not at peace with you. And you can walk away with that situation head held high and said, I've done everything that I know that I can do and I've put it into the hands of God to let him do what I can't some of us are waiting on a breakthrough in our home but we have hurts inside that haven't been healed and I'm telling you this morning that if you learn to love again to love like you've never been hurt one that forgives no matter what happened just forgive and allow God room to mend the relationship and let me take it one more step this morning and pray for somebody and say that maybe someone isn't mad at a human being maybe there's somebody in here mad at God you say pastor we can't talk about that we are because I've been there and I know what it's like and I know how frustrated that you can be when things don't happen the way that you think they should but let me tell you something I have learned the hard way because I'm hard headed ask my wife and she'll tell you sometimes God has to make me go through it and learn my lesson but see, too many people inside this room, they, they learn the same lesson over and over and over and over because they don't learn the first time. And if we can go through whatever the Lord has asked us to go through, Job is sitting there and probably asking the same questions, why I'm going through all this. I've lost everything. I've got friends who are telling me to just curse God and die. I've lost literally everything. But when the Lord saw him to be somebody who would not curse God and loved anyway, he says, I'm going to give you back double them from what you lost. Because I'm telling you, there's something powerful about love. There's something powerful when you can love past somebody else's pain, past somebody else's hurt. There's somebody in this room who is a child that's away from God. And they've been running and running and running and you've been praying and praying. I'm telling you, stop trying to do it on your own and give it to God. Give it to God. And watch what He can do. We've been hurt. People do us wrong and it stings It last. But I'm telling you this morning, if you can forgive and get past your internal hurt, then you can be a part of the process of seeing someone else receive the healing that they need. Love like you've never been heard if the band and praise team would come. Lord, help me. Today there's somebody who I want to pray for who's been hurt. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm the one that hurt. Maybe you're here this morning and said that I am deeply hurt and you need the love of a father who has his arms stretched open wide right now saying that I'm tired of you self-destructing. I'm tired of you telling yourself you'll never have it back. I'm tired of you telling yourself you can't make it. I'm tired of you telling yourself it won't ever get better but rather I want you right now to just love again like you've never been hurt and watch me heal your body and heal your mind and heal your soul to where you can have what you had before and then you can have more if you'll learn to just love like you've never been heard. I'm going to do something different. Would everybody in here, would you rise up and stand for just a minute? The music's about to start playing, and we're going to have a time of prayer. We don't need the altar team to come up. I want you to come and kneel before God. And I want you to understand that this altar right now is a place of healing. That if you're here today and you can say, Pastor, I'm hurt and i need healing in my soul and my heart this altar is open for you if you say pastor i'm the one that hurt and i'm tired of feeling this way and i'm tired of the enemy beating me up over it day in and day out this altar's for you whether you're in the balcony or on the floor even on this stage if you feel the tug of God to just say come and be with me don't hesitate just come because there's power when you can love like you've never been hurt so I'm going to pray and after I pray I invite you to come and spend time with God Lord I thank you so much for this message I thank you for your word forgiveness is hard God but we have to do it Forgiveness can unlock the the anointing that you have for us. Forgiveness can unlock the glory of God in our life. And there's somebody here today that needs healing that only you can give. So God, I am asking that you would tell that person, whoever it is in this place, to not worry about who's watching, not worry about who's looking, that they would just come and receive healing today and leave this place knowing that you are true to your word. So God, this team is about to sing a song and I'm asking that these altars be full, Lord, of people that just need healing so that we can learn to love like we've never been heard and when we do that, we can love others the way that you loved us. So God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, send the broken heart up And heal the broken heart. Heal the hidden wounds. Heal the hurt. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen and amen. Would you come and would you pray this morning?